Acts chapter 16. It's the only book that continues to be written. And today I direct your attention to the 16th chapter. And I hope that you'll write one with me today in the Acts of the Apostles. As we look to the 16th chapter and we direct our attention to the 25th verse, Acts 16 and 25, let me again say to all of our guests, thank you for being a part of this service today. We are always delighted when we have guests. And thank you to the First Church family. I want to say, Pastor appreciates when you're here. There's somebody that appreciates it even more, and that's our Savior. And so I'm thankful that uh, you're here today. I want you to know that it's noted. I, I was telling someone uh, just a moment ago that when you're not here and I'm here, I notice it and I try to let you know, hey, you were missed. We missed you. I think that if you could help me with that, that would be wonderful. There are people, again, like every Sunday that aren't here that could be and should be and we want them to be. And so help me reach out to them and say, hey, we'd love to see you in the house of the Lord. They have an opportunity tonight. They have an opportunity tonight, 454, we're going to have a revival rally. So help me with that. We're always glad when you're here and we celebrate because we believe that connection and continuance leads us to that. Acts chapter 16, verse 25. Acts chapter 16, verse 25. And at midnight, somebody say, that's late. And at midnight, Paul... And Silas prayed. How many of you believe prayer works? How many of you believe prayer works at midnight? How many of you believe prayer works no matter if you're the last moment of the day? You can say Jesus and circumstance can change like that. Paul and Silas prayed. And sang praises unto God. A midnight inspiration sang praises unto God. Now this is good. We've heard this before. Many of you here have said, I know this story. Paul and Silas in prison. And they sang at midnight. But I want somebody to look at what the last portion of that verse says. And the prisoners heard them. Mm, tell me about that, Pastor. And the prisoners heard them. Here's what I came to preach to you today. Someone... Here's your singing. So don't stop. Someone, Sister Michelle, someone hears you singing. So whatever you do, don't stop singing. I want somebody to know that Satan tried to steal your song. But you're going to declare in the sanctuary today, I'm not done singing. I still have a song that's in my spirit. I'm not done praying. I'm not done worshiping. I'm not done doing what I can do. So he'll do what he can do. And that set me free and everybody around me. If you believe for that kind of revival, go ahead and clap your hands to the Lord and give a shout of praise. Somebody hears you singing. So whatever you do, don't stop singing. You may be seated. Anybody ever been singing and you didn't think there was anybody around and that's why you were singing? You were singing because you didn't think anybody was listening. And that's all the courage 
you had to do was to sing because nobody was listening. I don't know about you, but I'm glad Sister Michan sang when everybody was listening because I know my God is real. I'm sorry, I just couldn't sit there when you started singing about a Savior that's real. It stirs something up in my spirit because I know the God that I'm serving today is the God that she's singing about and the God she's singing about and the God you're serving is the one that can change your situation right now. I don't care how bad it is. I know a God that is better than it is bad. A God that is good and ready to help you out of the hell that's happening in your home. He's ready to deliver you from that difficulty. He's ready to encourage you in that disappointment. You see, what I know is every Sunday people come and most people put a smile on their face and they shake hands and they're friendly and that smile Hide sadness, hurt, pain, problem, circumstance, situation, difficulty, dilemma. There's a few people here that give me a little nod, but they're afraid to say, Amen, Pastor Preach, because I'm in bad shape right now. (laughs) Challenges of life, circumstance and situation could have just celebrated that God is a merciful God. But something happened in our home, something took place in our life, something transpired in our circumstance and something comes all over us and it's like Satan steals our song. The book of Psalms is a, it's an amazing book and if you've never taken the time to read the book of Psalms, I say read all 150 of them, they're good. By the time you get to the last one, you're going to know that everything that hath breath ought to praise ye the Lord. Thank God for our instruments and thank God for our singers because they are the ones that help us and lead us in worship. And I, I, I love the Psalms. I love the Psalms of David and I love how the Psalms tell us so many stories and tell us so many things that are so applicable to the world that we live in even today. It's wonderful how the Word is alive. My God is real and I want you to know that in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God. That book becomes real. That's why you ought to read it every day. We have a program, Bible Reading Enriches Any Day. It should should just say breed instead of bread, but it didn't sell as many, you know, connect cards, etc. So, Bible Reading Enriches Every Day. Get in the Word and find. It's a help to you. It's a help to you, your family. It's a roadmap, we heard today. Leading us to a place that we want to go and keeping us from a place that we don't. 136, some. You look at the 136th Psalm. Perhaps you have your Bible with you. If you don't, pull it up on your iPhone. You have access to a Bible app and you can look at it there and find that the 136th Psalm ends with His mercy endureth forever. Every verse, mm, that's a good word right there. Every verse of Psalm 136 concludes with His mercy endureth forever. That same mercy that was fresh and available this morning is the mercy that will endure throughout all eternity. The mercy of God. I'm thankful for the mercy of God. I want everybody to hear that if it were not for the mercy of God, I wouldn't be here and neither would you. We are all here as a direct result of the mercy of God enduring forever. 
why we're here. So that psalm, that everyone, I believe it's 26 verses, if I'm not mistaken. I'm pulling this from memory now. You can see I'm not using my notes. All of them, every single one of the 26, ends with, His mercy endureth forever. His mercy endureth forever. His mercy endureth forever. His mercy endureth forever. I'm not going to do it 26 times, but they did. That is a theme that is pounded home. A theme that if you want to pound something home, say it over and 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 over again. And you will get people to say something is being said that maybe I need to listen to and his mercy endure forever. That there ought to be a song about the mercy of God. There ought to be something said about the fact that his mercy endureth forever. Thank God for a God that loves us so much that his mercy endures forever. How long does your last? How long does yours last? How long does your mercy? I mean, I can put up with some things for a little while, but after a while, it's like, come on. His mercy endureth forever. And yet, Brother Larry, at that, at that understanding, the next Psalm, Psalm 137, I know that we have tremendous people in the, in the techno booth back there. We got the best of the best back there with Brother Johnson and Brother Checker. They're the best of the best. Brother Johnson, Psalm 137. Yeah, if you want to get Brother Johnson and Brother Checker in a hand, that's great. <laughs> Woo! Shout out to the best. The boys in the booth. Let's hear it for the boys in the booth. Psalm 137. I remind you that they should have been singing a song that the mercy of God endureth forever. But because of the mistakes that they made, anybody ever made a mistake? Because of the mistakes that they made, they were in a position that they had lost their song. Not a good place to be. By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down. Yea, we wept when we remembered Zion. Next verse, please. We hanged our harps upon the willows in the midst thereof. Next verse, please. For they, for there they carried us away captive, required of us a song, and they wasted us, required of us mirth, saying, taunting them with this, sing us one of the songs of Zion. The devil, in essence, is saying to us, I got you right where I want you. Why don't you go ahead and sing me a song? Why don't you go ahead and praise me like you used to praise me on Sunday when you had a shout? Why don't you go ahead and just give me a good little song? Why don't you just sing me a song? I got a feeling everything's gonna be all right. Oh, come, where's your song now, Casey? What happened to the songs that you sang on Sunday? What happens to the songs that you sing on Wednesday? What happens to all my life you have been faithful? All my life you have been good. I'll tell you what happens. Satan gets us with circumstance and situations and he shuts out our song. I'll tell you what I want the devil to know when you're ready for me to sing you a song. I, I got to praise and I got to get it out. I don't care about where I am right now. I'm concerned about what I want to tell somebody 
It doesn't matter where you are right now. I want to know where you want to go. And if you want to go to where God has something for you, it's time to start singing your song. Don't sit there silent and sad. Sing. Sing, baby, sing. Sing me a song. Come on now. I got you right where I want you. Trouble in your home. Trouble in your marriage. Trouble on the job. T-R-O-U-B-L-E. That's not the song for me. I want to sing of the goodness of God. I'm sorry, but when we're singing that song all my life, you have been faithful. Woo! Ha! All my life you have been good. You pardon me, but I'm not thinking about the bad times. I'm thinking about how he brought me through the bad times. I'm not thinking about the sad times. I'm thinking about how he encouraged me. I'm talking to somebody today. I don't care where you are right now. I care about where God is taking you. And you can't get there if you shut out the song. It's time for you to keep singing your song. The foolishness of the adversary to taunt us with. Sing me a song. Come on, where's your worship now? You know what I love? I love coming to First Church and knowing the hell that's happening in some of your lives and yet I see people that all hell has broke loose and there's trouble on every hand but you're not sitting there sad, depressed and blue you're sitting there with your hands lifted and your your eyes toward the heaven and you're looking to the hills from whence coming your hell and I'm telling you when you start singing those songs and when you start worshiping and praising God it inspires a pastor to say I'm going to keep preaching I'm going to keep teaching that God can take you through every trial he can deliver you from every disappointment. So many of you we've shared so many heartaches and pains and the circumstance of life and the adversary. I can just see Satan as we see described in this sad psalm say, let me, let me hear your song now. Let me, let me hear what you have for me now. What I believe is that we can still sing when we're sad. We can still sing when we're disappointed. We can still sing when we're distracted. We can still sing in the storm. And if there has never been an hour like the hour that we live in now. This is an hour that whatever we do, we cannot stop singing. I'm going to say that again. If ever there were an hour, I don't believe there's ever been an hour like the hour that we are in right now. Church, open your eyes 
Open your eyes and see that we live in a world like a world has never been. And we must see the circumstance, the situation, and the significance of the moment. Please don't miss it. We are at a critical moment. As they were in the text that I shared with you. And I simply started, it's really not fair to... Paul and Silas to start with and at midnight because they had had some kind of day, my friend. It's so easy to fast forward to the end of the story and celebrate the end of the story, but what a day. Brother Neely, they had had some kind of... Ever had a bad day? Anybody know what I'm talking about? You've ever had a bad day and you're just glad when midnight gets there because you're going on to... Give me the next one. Brother Clyde, you ever been there where you're like, how quick can midnight come? I remember back in the day when I was young, I used to fast a day. And you know what I couldn't wait for? And at midnight. It didn't matter. It didn't matter what time I had to get up. I was at midnight going to have me a feast that was prepared because I had done my day. But what a day. What a day. When you wake up and frosted lucky charms sound magically delicious, you're going to have you some kind of day. (laughs) All day. You know, if I was doing that when I went to school, they'd have school lunch and that never would tempt me. But then that kid would bring He'd bring that favorite dish or he'd bring that favorite thing that I like. Maybe he'd order him an Emo's pizza and have it delivered for lunch and I would sit there and just smell and think. I want to tell everybody here something. I want everybody to hear what I'm saying. I'm trying to make this as light as possible, but what I'm sharing today is very, very heavy because there are people that are having you some kind of day. I'm not talking about today, the 24 hours that we're living in right now. I'm talking about life has thrown you a few curveballs and you're having some kind of hell happening in your life. And I want to help you today. I want to help you today. And I want you to understand, I want you to get what I'm talking about. That's why I'm slowing it way down to tell you that Paul and Silas had had them one kind of day. A day that they did not deserve. You want me to tell you about it? I hope you do because I'm going to. I'm going to tell you what happened. You see, they were doing the work of the Lord. They were doing right. They weren't like those that were in Babylonian captivity who were exiled because of decisions that they made that were the wrong decision. Paul and Silas were doing what was right. I want to tell everybody, just because you're doing right doesn't mean that things don't happen. It's not time to quit and give up on the path that God has for you because you start to struggle. I want to tell you, when the going gets tough, the tough, that's when they get going. I want everybody to hear what I'm preaching to you today and I want you to start singing to the Satan that's desired to steal, kill, and destroy in your life. Don't you think because you throw me a curveball that I can't hit the curveball. You throw me a fastball, a curveball, a changeup, a knuckleball. I'm hitting every single one of them out because I got God on my side and he's going to see to it that I don't lose my song. I got a song to sing that the angels cannot sing. 
Paul and Silas were doing the work of the Lord, and they had this they had this little girl, this little slave girl that this little slave girl kept running around and she was saying stuff to them and causing them a challenge. And this little slave girl was a fortune teller. Anybody ever heard of a fortune teller? I hope y'all aren't going to fortune tellers. You want to know your fortune? You want to know your future? Get in the book. I'm going to tell you something about people. People go to a lot of places that they look for help and there's no help to be found there. They try to find answers in so many things that there's nothing but emptiness. If you want an answer to your emptiness, go to the Word of God. Say, Pastor, you're preaching good today. Thank you. She's a fortune teller. And fortune tellers, apparently back in the day, made big bucks. And so this slave girl is like telling people she's using spirits and just telling them, you know, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, and this is going to happen, and that. And they start, they they pay big bucks. They pay big bucks for that kind of stuff. Did you know there are people spending tons of money on things that do not bring satisfaction, that will not provide answers, but they just shell it out. Paul and Silas said, okay, enough's enough. We're going to fix this. And they said, come out! Woo! How many of you remember when I preached about the pigs? They go and went into the pigs. They plummet over the, the cliff and all those pigs choke out the demons. The, the, the spirits that possessed her, when, when the word of the Lord is spoken, I want somebody to hear what I'm preaching to you right now. When the word of the Lord, we're not afraid of spirits here. I want you to hear what I'm saying. We have the spirit and the spirit of God is all powerful. And when the word of God goes forth, the spirits obey. The spirits left her. And man, remember, she was a slave girl. Her owners, Brother Clyde, they were upset. You know why? You want to upset somebody? Take their money away from them. Woo, now you're preaching, Pastor. You want to make somebody mad? You take their money away from them. You ever seen somebody that, man, they were a happy-go-lucky person and then somebody does them wrong when it comes to finance and, buddy, they are fit to be tied. Mad. They were mad. You know how mad they were? Sister Michelle, they were so mad that they got a mob. They got a mob and they went after Paul and Silas and they brought in Paul and Silas, who reminds you were Roman citizens. They brought in Paul and Silas and strip them down and beat them bad. Pastor, what are you doing talking about? We got kids in the house. I know we got kids in the house and I want them to know that there are things worse than what they're seeing on TV that happen to people. What I just shared is G at best, if you know what I'm saying. I don't even think there's anything less than G. I don't even know if G is safe anymore. Who decides whether general audience is general audience? I don't know. Pastor's preaching a whole lot today. I hope you're getting everything I'm saying. I want you to understand that there is a price to be paid for the song that you sing. They take, strip them down, beat them black and blue, and they say, put them in prison. That's right. What they do? They stole my money. Can you imagine the freedom of resource that we would have if we had access 
to the revenue that sin has access to? Hmm, Pastor, you're, you're just, you're really kind of slowing things down. I'm wanting this to sink in. Do you know what kind of... Do you know what kind of churches we could have? Do you know what kind of things we could have if we just had access to the revenues that people spend on sin? Do you know, do you know that pornography is such a business that we can't say millions? Oh, it's going to get quiet in the house. I know what's happening. Flesh is bucking up saying, what do you think you're, what do you think you're doing Talking to me about things like that. Who do you think you are? I'm going to tell you who I am. I'm the pastor of First Church and I have an obligation to preach to you that there are some things that we better stop doing and some things that we better start doing if we want to see what the Savior has. And it may cost us something, but it's worth it. Put him in prison. And they didn't put him... They didn't put them in minimum security. I've seen, I've seen some prisons that I know why people want to go there because the life there is better than the one they had outside. They're getting three squares. They're in their minimum security. They're playing ball out in the yard. They're having. They're, I'm not encouraging anybody to go to prison because it's better than here. I'm just telling you there are some prisons that are different than prisons. The prison that they put. And Silas in was not minimum security. The Bible, you read it and find out for yourself. I, I, I want you to understand, they put them in the inner prison. They put them in the inner prison. So they're treated as the most vile of the vile, the worst of the worst. They put them in the inner prison and they chained them down. They locked them down as tight as you can a prisoner. It would be something that was fit for a psychopathic murderer. That's what they did for them. Not making this stuff up. You can't make this stuff up. It's, it's unbelievable. This is what they did to Paul and Silas. As far away from the other people that were in the pen as possible. They wanted to silence them. They wanted to shut them up. They wanted to cause so much disappointment. They wanted to cause so much pain. They wanted to cause so much devastation that they would sit there silent and say, where is our Savior? And they're there. And they've had the kind of day that I just described to you. Now let's just be honest. Has anybody ever come to church tired and you're like, man, I hope they sing amazing grace. Not, I, I got to praise, I got to praise and I got to get it out. Because man, I just don't feel. I don't feel. Mm, I don't feel like praising God. I don't feel like worshiping God. I don't feel like really getting my praise on today. I've had some time. Pastor, if you knew the kind of day that I had today, then you would say, just sit there silent, cross your arms and say, Jesus, do something. No, that's not what I would say. What I would say is we ought to enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise and be thankful unto him and bless his name for the Lord. He is good. You want God to do something for you Then don't sit there and stop You need to sing It's time to sing Sing baby sing 
I want to remind you that while they were in the inner prison, there were others all around them. Hear what I'm saying. I want you to get what I'm preaching. There were others all around them that were locked up in chains, that were bound That circumstance and situation had put them in a place that... Are you hearing what I'm preaching to you? I'm trying to tell you right now that we are here and God has placed us in this place. We may not understand it. We may not agree with it. We we may not like it. But when God puts us in a place, He never intends for us to sit there silent. But there's something about our God. He expects and He demands that you be a worshiper. That's what He's looking for on this Sunday. Not about where you are, but about where you're going and who you're taking with you. Now you know, if you've been here, you know, pastor's been preaching as passionately as possible about the fact that we must reach this region. We got to reach the people that are around us. How's that going to happen? I'm going to tell you how it's going to happen. It's going to happen just like it did in the book of Acts. Because we are a book of Acts church. And in the book of Acts, Paul and Silas had had some kind of day. And at midnight, I believe that if I check my iPhone, I check my watch, which by the way says... 11.59. I get where I'm at right now. 12 hours from this moment exactly. Boom. Just like that. It's 12 o'clock noon. No date changed. It's still today. But tonight at 11.59 there is going to be something that happens when the clock strikes 12. It's going to start a new day. I preached at the very beginning of this year that it is time for a new thing now. I want to tell this church it's August and I'm still preaching. It's time for a new thing now. At midnight Paul and Silas they started praying. At midnight they started talking to God and said today is a new day. Today is a new day. I preach to you. Today is a new day. Is there anybody ready for a new day? They prayed. I'm going to tell you something about prayer. If you don't want to sing, don't pray. If you don't want to sing, don't pray. Because when you pray, there's a song. There's a song. That starts, whoo, there's a song that starts coming. It starts about right here and it works its way up and you start, I, I gotta praise, I gotta praise and I gotta get it out. I gotta praise. Whoo. See, Sister Michelle, I'm trying out for a solo (laughs) team. The Bible says, Put my text up there, please, if you would, Brother Johnson. 1625. At midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. 
You know what you need to do? You need to find you somebody and say, will you sing with me? You need to find you somebody. I want to ask you something. When you find somebody to sing with you, here's what I want you to look for. I don't want you to look for somebody that sings perfect pitch, if that is such a thing. If somebody that sings right on tune. You find you somebody that can't carry a bucket in a tune, but they got worship in their heart, and I'll sing with you, sister. I'll sing with you, brother, because you want to know the song that I'm going to sing. I'm going to sing a song about my Redeemer. I may be in prison. I may be in peril. I may be in problem, but I'm going to sing about He set me free. Yeah, He set me free. He broke the bonds of prison for me. I'm glory bound by Jesus. Anybody want to sing a song today? Because He set you free. Once like a bird from prison. Woo! I got a song I want to sing. They sang. I don't know. I don't know the song they sang. Maybe they sang, He Set Me Free, and that's not gotten the songbooks. Probably not, but they sang something. Whatever they were singing, whatever they were singing, not only would be the song of praise that powered them out of their problem. But it would release the shackles and chains of everybody in the prison. And ultimately, see I don't have time to preach all this. Ultimately, there would be a revival of the jailer and his entire house. Man, pastor's preaching right now. Are you saying, pastor, that if I'll quit sulking and quit being silent, quit sitting there sad, depressed, and blue, and I'll just start singing. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah. Woo. Praise God for saving me. I got a feeling everything's gonna be all right. I wish I could dance like Kevin Casey. And I'll tell you, some of you could if you just start singing the song and understand that you can't sit silent and sad when you're in the middle of circumstance. You gotta praise a Savior that will deliver you from disappointment. Take you through the trial. Somebody needs to go ahead and just get a song of praise in your heart right now and sing. Sing, sister, sing. Stand with me. I'm about preached out. What song it was, I don't know. But what I do know is prayer, prayer prepared a powerful song that was sung by a duet that needed to be delivered. I'm going to say that again. Prayer produced a powerful song that was sung by a duet that needed to be delivered from their difficulty, their distraction, that challenge and circumstance that surrounded them. And that song started 
ringing throughout the entire prison and the prisoners and the prisoners heard them. Understand. Understand that the prisoners need to hear you singing. The prisoners You say, Pastor, I'm bound. You want to get out of that? You want to be delivered? Start singing. The best thing that could happen is for people to get their song and to sing and prison bars to be broken, chains to be dropped, and you have a testimony that people, I don't think you're hearing what I'm preaching to you. When you start singing this song, it's going to cause others to hear. Someone hears you singing. So don't, so don't stop. I don't know what this is, but some, I've seen people do this. Like when they, when they get ready to sing, they're like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't know what that is. But that's all, that's all hell has to hear. When hell hears one of you that's in the midst of the darkest day and going through the most troubling trial and trying to battle through all the big stuff of life and hell hears you step up and say, Sister Michan, you didn't have to sing a word because you walked up here worshiping and I saw it all over you. My God is real. It's not something you look through the songbook and said, I'm going to sing. I'm preaching today that God is ready to deliver you and everybody in your house. Woo! I want to prophesy in this church it's time to start singing it's time to start singing don't stay where you are bound in the inner prison there's a revival for this region This week, this week, we got students from, from here that are going to go audition. They're going to audition for the choir and for the chorale. And they're going to go in and somebody's going to, somebody's going to start playing the piano. And then they're going to try to get their right on key. And they're going to sing. And when they do, I wish that we had a Richter scale in hell so that we could judge the seismographic. Does anybody... I feel the Holy Ghost trying to talk to somebody right now. I want you to know, you don't know how strong your song is. I see Satan trying to hold on like he's like he's on a surfboard. I want somebody to know your song. Woo! My God, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. So, first church, 
We're going to have auditions today. Mm, that sounds good. We're not seeing who's singing on the praise team. We're not really trying out for a solo. We're, we're wanting to see if, if hell starts to shake when you start. I don't know if you're feeling what I'm feeling, but it looks like we got an elder that it's going to take him five minutes to get down here because he's walking slower. A guy that used to run, but there's something about it. We're not getting his soul. He's still singing. And I want some. Brother Clyde, you may not carry a tune in a bucket, but sing. Brother, say, I wonder, is there anybody that wants to come and audition so that hell starts shaking? Is there anybody that wants to come so that hell will start? Is there anybody that wants to sing? Don't stay in your sorrow. Don't stay in your sadness. Sing. Brother, sing. Sing. Sister, sing. Sing. Oh, how can I keep from seeing Woo. your face? How can I, I keep from seeing your face? 